Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grell. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. <laughs> and the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garofalo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> yes. We have a new opening. <laughs> that is awesome. That's pretty funny. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. 603-952-4519 is the number right now. 603-952-4519 or 60. Easy Jill 19, July 31st, 2010. We are live here in Salem, New Hampshire, Two Guys Smoke Shop this week. Why do we always do this at a smoke shop? Because it's the only place we can still smoke cigars, and we have to smoke cigars. Well, with the Cigar Authority, that's what we do. That's it. So it's not in the studio. We've got to be out and about every single week, and we'll tell you uh, coming up in a little while. We're going to tell you about starting next week on New Time. We're moving live on all four stations. Um, speaking of all four stations, WWZN, 1510 The Zone in Boston. WARL is 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM, 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua, New Hampshire. And WGHM, 900 The Game in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, and you can catch us on thecigarauthority.com, ustream.net, or we're podcasted on podbean.com as well. That's right. And this week, we have the godfather of New England cigars. That's what we're going to call you. Don DeCampa. He He's the rep from Fuente Newman. He's been with us for a long time. He's handling everything from Opus X cigars to Brick House and everything in between. Now, before he gets here, I just want to say something. Yeah. We talk about, like, old fogies. There's old fogies that have been in the business forever. He's the well, one. He's right? old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's leaving. He's leaving now. Don has left the building. <laughs> he's, he's been, you know, some people say, well, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And, you know, the, we get, the old guys, they don't know anything. Let me tell you, we are very lucky because Don is really a cigar guy and been around forever. Ever knows the cigar business very, very well, and we're going to pump him for information huge. As McCain said, he is old as dirt, right? <laughs> anyway, yes. we're going to be smoking some great cigars today, including a new size of Brick House. Brick House is the cigar of the year right now. It has been an unbelievable selling cigar this year, and they came out with a new size called the Mighty Mighty. Yeah. Based on the Lionel Richie Commodore's 1976 song, Brick House. Yeah. The Mighty Mighty, which is a six and a quarter inch by 60 cigar. We're going to smoke that first. And later on, we're going to go on to a new cigar from a Toro Fuente, the Rosado Sun Grown Magnum R. Uh, we'll talk uh, about um, what's going on in the world of cigars, where we're going. We got oh, a, are we going? We're going. Ooh. We have a road trip planned. We're road going, trip. We're going to Colorado. We'll tell you all about that and why we're going to do that. The good, the bad, and the ugly of cigars. We're going to eat a little. We're going to drink a little more, and we're going to smoke this week, as we always do. Speaking of smoking. On the Cigar with Art. Can we please? Absolutely. We haven't started yet. Well, this is it. And as I say, uh, nothing like opening a new box of cigars. And this mm. one not only is a new box of cigars, this is a box of cigars that is not even released yet. Oh, we love that. Well, the Brickhouse is released. Brickhouse, but not this particular size. Ah, this si and actually, Brickhouse is re-released. That's right, because it we'll is. We'll tell you about that, too. Yep, it's an old, old cigar, and it certainly made a mighty, mighty comeback. But as we talk about uh, fresh cigars, there's nothing like opening a brand-new box 
of crayons when you're a kid. <laughs> As you get older, it's about a box of cigars, and it has a initial aroma. Now, the, the cigars, I used to smell the paste when I was a kid. Right? Yeah, <laughs> when you, you, got the new- the, you ate the paste. Who are you kidding? <laughs> but I'll tell it was you, good. It, it, it's really better when there's no cellophane on the cigars, but there is cellophane on these cigars. Yet they, oh, they, they have a strong aroma, though, still, this particular cigar. Oh, my God. Look at the size of this. It's a behemoth. Well, six and a quarter by 60. Jesus. And speaking of cellophane, that they put cellophane on their cigars, they're the ones that put the cellophane on the cigars first. Were we speaking the, of cellophane? Yeah, speaking of that, cellophane. They're, they're cellophane, and they don't have the aroma because they're actually covered up a bit. Right. But uh, J.C. Yeah, Newman the first Company ones. were the first ones ever. They did a lot of firsts, and we'll get into that with Dawn, of all the different firsts that J.C. Newman came out with. But cellophane was one of them. What a firm initial... initial uh, Pre-light here, firm, firm cigar. What a firm cigar. And the wrapper is really, really pretty. It's got that oiliness. It's, it's very oily. You ever sitting around in a store and a guy walks in with a parrot? Guy walks in with a parrot <laughs> on his shoulder. Says. All right, so guy walks in with his parrot, he says. <laughs> a guy actually, we're, we're live at Two Guys Smoke Show up in Salem, New Hampshire. A guy just walked in with a parrot on his shoulder. I'm really? Like, yeah. We're not joking. A guy just walked in with a parrot on his shoulder. It's completely not paying attention to us at all. I'm not talking about him. Uh, so we're pre-lighting the, uh, the brick house, mighty, mighty, 60 <laughs> ring gauge with a parrot. Oh, God. This thing's huge. It's very oily. It's very pretty. Um, it's very, very firm. And I've smoked many brick houses, but this I is the first. I can't get over the parrot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parrot. I'm sorry. I got to focus. I got to focus. I got to so get So a guy walks that. in with a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to light my mighty, mighty. I'm going to pre-taste my cigar before I even light it. It's a, it's a thick ring gauge. Now, you're smoking these big, thick cigars. You know, you, you, all you need to do is cut a little bit at the end. There's a lot of people selling big, thick ring, ring gauge cigars because it has to go over a, a 60 ring gauge or something. You really don't have to because you only want to cut a little. You don't want to cut. You don't need to cut the, the entire 60. 60 ring gauge. Right. No, you just cut, cut the end of the cap where, you know, it tapers for maybe, let's say, a total of a half an inch. So and you're only cutting off an eighth of an inch. So you're cutting off, um, you know, maybe a 40 you know, five ring gauge or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm using a Palio <coughs> cutter today, and um, I like these. When I do thick ring gauges, I tend to use bullet cutters. You know? Really? Yeah. It's the only time I really use a bullet cutter is on the big thick ring gauges and stuff. But we're using a Palio today. It's fine. The only time I use a bullet cutter is when I got like a chisel. Yeah. You know, I get you. And I and I when you when you have a chisel, it's it's like a, a saxophone mouthpiece is what, what the, the end of the cigar looks like. It looks like a reed. Yeah. And you, you cut a hole in the top of the reed, yep. and then the smoke circulates through your mouth. That's the only time I use a bullet. I can't wait to do it. I, I've done that before, but somebody was telling me, cut a hole on both sides. Oh, I've not done that yet. Yeah. And really? It, and, and it's a whole different, di- different situation. Yeah, it really does change the cigar. In that case, cutting the cigar really makes a huge difference, and using the bullet makes a huge difference. It rolls the... the, the the smoke over your tongue. Yeah. There's a pipe out there. I think it's the Peterson pipe mm-hmm. that actually has the hole in the top, and it's a, it's, a, it's a whole different thing. It makes everything taste different. Every pipe tobacco would taste different if you use that type of cut, or that p- type of um, stem. Incidentally, I've got my first real draw on this thing. Holy flavor, Batman. There we go. This thing is a flavor... It is a cornucopia of fine flavors. There we go. It, 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 it has a plethora of taste, if you will. I will. <laughs> Here's the amazing thing about this cigar. Yeah. 
the whole, the line came out not even quite a year ago. Yeah. So uh, as we were saying, well, it was re-released the year. Re-released ago. the year. Sorry. Yep. And it it came in four sizes. Everything from a robusto, a five by fifty four, Corona Laga, which is a six and a quarter by forty six, four dollars and eighty nine cents. Uh, Churchill, seven and a half, seven and a quarter by fifty, five eighty nine. Toro, my favorite one. Yeah. Six by fifty two. Five thirty nine, and this mighty mighty, which yeah. isn't out yet, right, is still under six dollars. You're kidding me! Every single size under six dollars, some under five dollars. Now, how good can it be? Well, it's the cigar of the year. It's that good, and I don't care what the price is. This is a very interesting cigar. This is a great cigar, regardless of price. Right. It, the price just takes it to a different level. Whole different level. The, yeah, the part, it makes it attractive because it's very taste attractive. Taste the cigar. Priced. What do you think of it? Wow, it's a really great cigar. Ready? Five bucks. Holy God. Right, Hope. right. Yeah, exactly. Not different level. Yeah, it's like, well, it's not quite like Two Buck Chuck, but I mean, that's what Two Buck Chuck does to you when you, when you know, buy that wine. Timing is perfect for a cigar like this in this industry. Because, yeah, we've definitely noticed a trend that people are looking for cigars that are under $10 now, more so than ever. I oh. mean, the economy's tough. Yeah. People still want to smoke a cigar, but they're not going to go buy a $15 cigar all the time. Even the people with the money aren't spending the big money. I know. Isn't that crazy? They, they feel funny. Some people can't do it, so they feel funny. It, it's tough. Hey, I'm in the retail cigar business. I want to sell $20 cigars right now myself. It just doesn't happen. Right. I mean, it, it's very rare and few in between. It, the, the $5 cigar market with a, with a cigar like this, it's going to be interesting. What, what, this is a copycat industry, and what I'd like to see with our new trade show just a week away, yeah. I'd like this to be copycatted out there. Great cigars for that kind of price. Oh, right. Not necessarily them trying to rip off Brickhouse, no, but, but just trying to try and keep up. With something like Brickhouse, that's just a great value and such a great cigar. And, by the way, very, very flavorful. I mean, extremely flavorful. I believe this is a Nicaraguan Puro, all Nicaraguan. We're going to have Don on uh, when we take our first break. We'll bring him back on, and he'll explain the whole cigar to us. But I'm loving the flavor. I have. This is the first time smoking this particular size, but I've tried all the different sizes of Brickhouse many, many times. A great cigar, a lot of flavor. Well, let me tell you what they say, okay? Because, you know. Who's they? Brickhouse. Okay. Brickhouse, their taste profile, they say it's a beautiful, beautifully made Nicaraguan puro. It starts out with uh, earthy and crisp, yet has distinctive flavor like no other cigar, and I agree with that. As you can experience the cool, even burn of this handmade cigar, it builds into a well-rounded, smooth taste with hints of oak and maple syrup. Really? Yeah. Hints of oak and maple syrup. I'm not sure if I get the maple syrup. I definitely get the oak. And I'm going to disagree. They say a cool, even burn. I, I say this burns a little bit hot. Not this particular size because this is such a big ring gauge it doesn't. But I was going to say because it's as cool as can be. This is as so cool big. as can be, but I've smoked some of the others. The Coronas, I, th- I think it burns a little bit hot. And I, th- I think that the 60 ring gauge format is a, a ring gauge I don't necessarily love. But for this cigar, I think it's phenomenal. Five ninety nine. I think this Nothing. is the cigar. This is the size of this cigar. It should be this size. It smokes great at this size. But this is a. This is not a mild cigar, David. 
No, it, it, it's. A, I would say it's a straight medium body cigar. It, it, it's uh, for you mild guys. It's a little more flavor than you used to, but it, I don't find any harshness to it at all. I think it can be enjoyed by the people that like the milder stuff because I don't get any heaviness in the chest. No, there's no um, there's no harshness or anything like that. Um, it has some body to it. I mean, there's flavor and body to it. It's not a uh, a shade wrapper. I mean, this is a pure Nicaragua. Look, if you're a mild smoker, this is not a cigar I'd pick up. Really? Yeah, if you like mild cigars. I do. I'm a mild cigar smoker. This is in, on my A list. I mean, I've been smoking this thing since. So, then you, so now you're graduating. You're no longer smoking mild cigars. Because you can't call this a mild cigar. It's not a mild cigar, but it is. it has no... Um, negative of what a full-body cigar is. The, the negative to a full-body cigar, to me, is the, is the heaviness on the chest, the, the harshness to some full-body cigars. This has none of that. This is lots and lots of flavor. Tons of flavor. Uh, with a little more strength than I'm used to as a mild cigar smoker. Yes. That's, the, that's a good way to put it. Although, I would, again, I don't want people to think that this is mild cigar at all. But, um, and, and I'll tell you, when I get to the end of this thing, I mean, it, it kicks me. This kicks me at the end. Does this kick you at the end? As we get halfway through this thing, it's going well, to hurt. Well, this big bomb, I mean. I mean, it's, is, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. This thing's going to hurt me. Well, the good news, and we were teasing a little about it, uh-huh. starting next week, yeah. we're changing our times. The thing is, we can't smoke these strong cigars at 10 o'clock in the morning. No. So we're moving the time <laughs> to 12 noon. We're going to start at 12 noon so we can drink more. Oh, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners love it when we drink. You know, it's the veal parmesan at 10 in the morning. <laughs> it, it, it's, the, uh, it's the vodka martinis followed by wine and stuff at 10 o'clock in the morning. We're going to start at 12 noon. Yeah, I like that. Live on the four radio stations along with the Ustream and the podcast and everything. Everything happens at the same time. Oh, we're going live on all everything. stations. Everything. Isn't really? that nice? That's so nice. Oh, I can't even tell you how excited but, I am. But, Mr. Producer Chuck, no mistakes can happen. None. None. We have to be on time. As soon as 12 noon hits, we're on, All right. whether you're ready or not. I like our intro, though. I do. Chuck hits us with the intro. Although he <laughs> says, I'm pretty sure he's never been laid. Is that <laughs> what the heck is that all about? Oh, it's from Tommy Boy, man. <laughs> that is beautiful. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. No, no food for Chuck. I'm not cooking for Chuck anymore. <laughs> hey, uh, so last week you brought the ribs. Yeah. No, did I bring ribs last week? Yes. No, he had the pork sandwiches. Oh, no, yeah. The, uh, I did the French version of the Cuban sandwich. Was it the Cuban week before then? The week before you did ribs. Yeah, I did. You did ribs. Yeah. So somebody brought us ribs, me and Chuck, yesterday uh-huh. oh, yes. to go up against your ribs. <sighs> what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, I only had ribs once in my life, <laughs> and that was yours. And yeah. then somebody brought it in and said... They tried to one-up me. Screw Tommy. Here are the award-winning ribs. Okay, and? And I said, what award did they win? He said, they're award-winning. In his own mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Legend in his own mind. It was really good. Really good. Okay, now wait a Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. I only only had ribs once once in my life, and that was with you. Yeah, because you don't eat pork. For those of you who don't know, David. I'm on it now. After (laughs) after 50 years, I'm on it. He don't dig on swine. That's all. That's all. So so wait a minute. Were they better than my ribs? (laughs) You better watch your step. You are hurting me right now. I think this would be really something for you to, to you know. Who I, is it? I said, Who <laughs> is it? It's the web guy, Bill Vining. 
Vining is trying to one-up my ribs. He is dead. <laughs> Vining? Ooh, you better get one of your sharpest knives out. I'm telling you, they were gorgeous looking. And he says, go ahead. You've got to try it. He just couldn't stand that they were sitting there for a minute or so. Yeah, he yeah. says, no, you've got to end up doing it. And it was really unbelievable. He smoked them for six hours. Yeah. He was telling us the whole story. He fell right off the bone. I mean, he, Chuck, you better watch. <laughs> Listen, this is you guys are really banging on some serious territory right now, all right? It's something to try, and I think it's, I think we got a contest here. We do got a Okay, official, we've got a contest. Nice. Me and Vining doing ribs against one another on the show. Live on the Bill, show. Bill, I know you're listening. Bill, bring it on, baby. <laughs> yeah, bring it. We're going. What do you think of this brick house? I love it. I love it. It's burning nice and cool. I like the uh, the flavor of it. The ring gauge is, is big for me. There's no doubt about it. I'm not a big 60 ring gauge guy. I like like a 54. I like them kind of big, but 60 is a little. You like them kind of big, do you? Big and black? That's nice. Um, let me tell you, we, uh, some of our friends out there, Toasted Foot Cigar Reviews. I just because initially they reviewed the cigar and they loved it. Just to give you an idea of this to, size, n- not this oh. size, but when 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 Brickhouse first came out, Brickhouse you got to understand was like the buzz. Yes. Okay. First of all, they they really trying to support their retailers with the cigar. Okay, yeah, which which I love. Okay, and I and I give them credit for that. And give J C Newman credit for that. But in this addition is, this to is that, what they, this is what they call a protected brand, meaning. Wherever you go, that's the price. But it's not everybody's the same. It's not just for because they want to be, make a protected brand. I mean, one, they want to support the retailers, but also when they make a cigar like this, they can't supply gazillions of them. You know, they, you can't keep the quality at this level and make millions and millions of sticks. You just can't do it. We've talked about this many times. So I'm pretty sure that this is more limited in production, too. Is that correct, Don? Well, it's a, it's a small company. Not that they can't get it, but the, it's, this, it, the supply is for the retail. This is a small up-and-coming factory. You're going to hear a lot from them. I don't know if Don's going to spill the beans. But Maybe we'll make, he will. We'll make him, some, make him say something that he's not supposed to anyway. Nobody's listening. Nobody, so, yeah. nobody listens to this show. Our friends over at Toasted <laughs> Foot, incidentally, gave this thing a total of 9.2 when it first came out. Okay? Um, they, they said it stayed, it's, uh, stands very close to CEO... La Travatia for value of the year at the time. I, I'm not familiar with that particular CAO. And they said it had a touch more body than what he preferred in a smoke, but, uh, but he, was, he said he would buy a box of these. Exceptional cigar and an, ex- and an excellent value. La Traviata. La tra- Just to give you an idea of what other people are saying, I mean, we are the Cigar Authority. We're kind of, I mean, we hear the best. <laughs> yeah. But other people have been saying, we I mean, listen all to over the, the other place. people as wrong as they are sometimes. <laughs> yes. We listen to them anyway. In this case, they were right. Yeah, yeah. They said it was good. Hey, you're it right. Is. Congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you know. <laughs> but it is, it's a, it's a phenomenal cigar, and I can't believe it's six, this particular cigar, 60 ring gauge. How long is it? Six and a, a quarter, quarter inches. Yep. Okay. And it's only five ninety five. Yeah, that's unbelievable. This is it. Value. It, it's got an A plus on value. It's got a lot of flavor. I'm loving the cigar. When we come back, we will bring on Don DeCappa. He will. Oh. He's from J C Newman, uh, which is the distributor also of, of Fuente. There's a long history of of J C Newman Company and all the things they've done, and we'll talk about that. And Don has been around for, as we said, a long, long time. So uh, let's go to break. We'll go to break, and we'll come back. No, we're stretching. We're stretching. This, stre- ofi- this is the official sign of... This is the official... Oh, I'm stretching. This is the official sign of stretching. Um, no, when we, when we get Don back, he's gonna, he'll explain uh, what the company has done in their past, 
presently what they're doing and, and the future of what J.C. Newman is. You're talking five different generations as it went on. They are the oldest cigar company in the United States. Wow. They're, they're operating out of Tampa. If anybody ever gets a chance to go to Tampa, call them up in advance and schedule an appointment so you can go there and see the museum. Yeah, they have a cigar museum on premises, premises on the first floor. And it's historic. It's really awesome to see if you're into cigars, even just a little bit. It's really, really something to see. And for you folks that are listening to the radio right now and you just tuned in and what is this show about cigars, you stick on to if you're not into cigars. Pay attention. This is a little lifestyle type of show. It's the finer things in life. And cigars are one of them. It's not, cigars are not like cigarettes are. No. And cigars are more like microbrew. Uh, beers Beer, yeah. or fine wines, and it, it's pretty cool, and there's something to learn about it, and we want you to try it, but you got to try it right. you got to try something good and take your time and enjoy it, and it's the coolest, neatest thing that's going right now. Cigars are hot, and they're in fashion, believe it or not. Yep. As much as the government tries to stop it and everything, cigars are hot and in fashion. As bad as the economy is, the, the store's booming right now. Yeah, people are coming in, and it's the coolest thing. You know, you can live like a millionaire for $5.99 right now. All right, so let's go to break. We'll come back with Don DeCappa. See you in a couple minutes. is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at mrjonathanismydj.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire. And coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire. Or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs, from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with the Cigar Authority. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. 
Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family-owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. I knew they were going to open with this one. <laughs> it's the Brick House. 603-952-4519. If you're listening live, 603-952-4519, which is 60 Easy Jail 19. And we are the Cigar Authority, and we are live with the godfather of New England Cigars. <laughs> That's what we're going to go with, Don DeCap. Uh, and Don has been with uh, J.C. Newman for how long now? Uh, we started my 17th year. 17th. I and how we... many years have you been in the cigar industry? Uh, close to 40. 40 years. That makes you 42. That's right. Yeah. That's very young. Thank you. You're older than, like, Methuselah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don, we could go into a lot of things with you. I mean, how electricity was invented, yeah. running was water. Was the exit. <laughs> I remember when you started with, with them, with, with, with Fuente Newman, yep. and you were with Villazon before that. For 16 years. 16 years yeah. with them. Which was uh, the people that made at the time Punch and Hoy the Monterey cigars, Excalibur, and all, all that stuff. So it's been a good ride with J.C. Newman. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that between those two companies, it's always been families that I've worked for. That's right. I've never worked in the corporate structure. Yep, and, and in those days, I mean, it was it was all family family yep. run businesses, and uh, the J.C. Newman Company, which is the the Newman brothers, they uh, continue now to be the oldest cigar makers in the United States. At yeah, this point. 115 years. Wow. And uh, five generations. And they're the only operating factory in Tampa right now as far as the machine-made products. And and that, as much as it's a good thing for them because they're the only ones, it's a shame because it's the U.S. government that actually put these cigar manufacturers out of business by taxation. The only way to do it is to do it out of the country, and they hang on. We hang on. Yep, and uh, with a lot of success. Yeah, actually, Stanford Newman passed away three years ago. And, and how old was Stanford? Well, he wanted two things. He wanted a 90th birthday bash, which he had. And then he wanted to die in his office working, which he did a couple of months later. It's unbelievable. But if he had passed away at 85, that factory would have been shut down as far as the machine Because he wanted bags. to keep going. But they kept it going out of respect to Stanford. 
And now he's got to be up there smiling and laughing. It's about I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> really? Because we're buying more machinery. We're back ordering on a couple of the items. It's been unbelievable. Now, just so people know how big J.C. Newman is, can you just go through the products that J.C. Newman represents? Oh, J.C. Newman has cigars made by Fuente, uh, like the Cuesta Ray, a couple of lines, the Cabinet, the Centenario, and the Centrofino. Um, the La Unica brand is also made by Fuente. Yeah. Um, other than that, in terms of handmade cigars, they'd always brought in bundle products, uh, like Don Jose and Alcazar from Honduras. We've always had machine-made products. Like? Um, Rigoletto Black Jacks. Yeah. And then we started with the Fuentes making some handmade Rigolettos, Dominican Lights, Dominican Darks. We do import some European cigarillos. This Brickhouse line is the first venture in a boxed cigar from J.C. Newman that isn't made by Fuente. Wow. Who is it made by? It's a small factor in Nicaragua. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. It's a father and two sons. The father currently works for another company who has been bought out more than once by conglomerates, and he's been looking to make a move, and I think very shortly he will be making the move to go in with his sons in this factory in Nicaragua. Wow. Yeah. But I just can't say his name right now. I, I, have, a uh, good, I have a good idea. We might I say it later. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> we might say You can't Long say it. As long as I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So it, it's, is it a Nicaraguan puro? It's completely Nicaraguan from the binder, filler, wrapper. And with, without putting you on the spot, but I really want to know, why did J.C. Newman go out to a different factory? What was, was there a reason for that? Well, I mean, obviously we have a great relationship with the Fuentes, but they're solely a Dominican manufacturer. And there are other countries that make very good cigars. And the Dominican Republic is also more expensive to make product in than countries, uh, countries like Honduras and Nicaragua. And frankly, I don't think that the Fuentes can keep up with your growth. No. Apparently. No. Um, the J.C. Newman Company themselves, their stuff is actually uh, on fire. And, and some interesting things that you know, I, I looked into was that you guys are innovatives, when I say you guys, uh, the J.C. Newman Company over all these years, innovatives into some of the things that happen in the cigar world, one being the stick ring gauge cigars. Right. It was Diamond Crown that came out with big, Stan- thick ring gauges. Stanford wanted 54 ring gauges. At the time, at the which time. was unheard of. Because right. it went to about 50, and that was it. And, and most actually smaller than that. And so they came out, Diamond Crown, all big, thick 54 ring gauges, and everybody's like, what? Look how thick these are. They were odd-looking. And now here's a 60. 60. And there's a lot of 60s out there. So, so they were the innovators of, of, the, of the thicker thick ring gauges. Gauge. They were also the first company to introduce Cameroon into the U.S. Stan- wow. Stanford was the first buyer of Cameroon wrapper. Now, Stanford's dad, is he the one that started it? Was that Julius? J.C. Newman is in Cleveland is where the yep. company started. Uh, and then they... You know, as the economy and the workplace changed, they moved it down to Tampa. Tampa, where they uh, opened the first cigar bar in a baseball stadium for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. one of the, you know, I mean, our listeners are cigar guys. So J.C. Newman, is they're a real family of cigar guys. Absolutely. I mean, they're not just people who are in the cigar business and selling product. No. They are cigar so, lovers. It has been their heritage throughout. And yeah. so everybody there in the family smokes cigars. And yep. they're not Cubans. They're Hungarians yep. that came from Hungary. Oh, really? And I believe that's where Brick House 
that was actually their home, Brick House. The Brick was House the- was the center of town where you could get a drink, smoke a cigar. The family in the same place. But it was the same place. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Life's how interesting. A Life's a circle. Yeah. But that was the family home, though, too. Yes, it was. <laughs> and it was a place where you could get a drink and a smoke. I like these people already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they and one of their first cigars they put out was Brick House Cigars way back then. Right. And as you were uh, teasing to uh, Tommy, this brand was out way back then. And I have a, a, an old flyer from them that I've had since 1995. Well, that was when, the 100th anniversary. 100th anniversary. And here's the Brick House in there. Three for 10 cents. <laughs> Wow, I thought, I thought $6 was a really good price. <laughs> it is a good price. Are we going to do a special here, Don? And, you know, and knowing companies back then, they probably wanted to go from 3 to $0.04 cents and didn't dare do it. So probably went to 3 for 10 to get a little increase. Back uh, then, you didn't even want to go up $0.01 cent on a cigar. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The, the old analogy was to bring back the good old $0.05 cent cigar, and that's because cigars went up to $0.06 and $0.07 cents a piece, and people were outraged. Yeah. <laughs> outraged, outraged at a $0.06 and $0.07 cents for a cigar. Right. And now that now the six bucks, <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about your history with uh, with J.C. Newman. Did you always work here in the New England area? Always New England, always New England. And what do you smoked on? I I like the Brick House. Uh, I, I like Dave. I'm not a sixty ring gauge guy though. Okay. Um, Fifty fifty two. So tell us a couple of your favorite cigars. On the brick, obviously the Brick House. On the Fuente side, I like the Sun Growns and the Rosados. The new, uh, the like new, the, sun, the, the new Rosado. I actually have not smoked one of those yet. Really? No, I will next week. But some uh, the Rosados, like the King Bee, the Queen Bee. Yeah. Uh, terrific cigars, and you know, and I think still a terrific value too. And actually, on the new Connecticut Shade, the, the new Pyramid, which is what five dollars and seventy-five cents, I think. That's the first Pyramid or torpedo cigar in the Fuente line that wasn't, say, up in the Don Carlos price range. Wow. Well, going back in time, it was, it was 19, 1895 when, when they uh, came well, out with the cigar. I wasn't around then. No, you weren't. 1995, you were there when they did their 100th yes. anniversary. But everything changed for the J.C. Newman Company. August 1st, 1947, everything changed for them. It was, what huge, exactly happened It was a huge then? day. It was big. I think I was born that That's day. That's correct. It was Donda Kappa's wow. birthday. You guys do your homework. <laughs> Happy birthday, Donda Kappa, celebrating his 63rd his birthday today. I like cake. Oh, wow. Hey, Don. Don. Thank you. Thank Notice, you. by the way, I had him put the 63 right on the cake, Don. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Well, you have to Ooh. cut the cake. Cut the cake. <laughs> serve it up. 63 years old. Actually, tomorrow. But, hey, we're here today. Let's do it. Yeah, so we, you never know. 63, you know. Trust me, I won't be back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Don, Don has been in the cigar industry for a long time. And, again, Don, we have Don DiCapi here from uh, J.C. Newman. And this morning we're smoking Brick House because they've come out with the brand-new Mighty Mighty which is the new 60-ring-gauge brick house. And I've had the pleasure of knowing Don for, I don't know, Don, uh, I don't know, at least six or seven years. Oh, more than more that. More than that. Yeah. More than that. You're, I mean, get, you're getting old, too, Tom. <laughs> hey, 
Okay, I'm only 37. Not that I'm rubbing in your face, 37, but I am 37, and you're 63. That's all? <laughs> <laughs> wow, he looks a lot older, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, geez, thanks a lot. No, no food for Don. But uh, I've known you for a long time, and y- you really are, uh, you know, to just try and thank you and, and let these people know, you really are a real cigar guy. And I think that, unfortunately, that's dying a little bit in the cigar industry. You know, we have a lot of young reps coming into the industry who, are, who um, haven't been in the business as long as you and don't really understand it. And I think that that's a, a problem. And, I, and I, I love new technology and, and new people, and I think that fresh faces bring new things. But we have to respect guys like you who really know the industry and have been here through good and bad times. Well, they're hiring non-smokers that don't know about tobacco. They're hiring sales, salesmen. And not to take anything away from you, you're a different type of salesman. He, he's here, you know, in all he's a honesty. Supporter. He's not a salesman. He's, he's a supporter. Here to, he's here to help the retailer. Yeah. And not only help the retailer on helping sell the cigars and know about the cigars and stuff, but on a with, – with all the, all the things that are happening in government and stuff, you've been a big, big supporter of, of, of everybody out there. And I can't thank you enough for all that because it's, it's a thankless, tireless uh, job dealing with this crap, you know, and all of us have better things to do. That's good. But thank you so much for all that. And um, the good news about the cigar industry is typically 65 is not the point of thinking about getting out. Hopefully you're going to do a Stanford Newman and not die at your seat, but but keep going and going and going. Yeah, I mean, it's Stanford Newman passed away at 90. Frank Yanezza, another legend from Villazon. Right. Died at 90. Uh, Fred. Fred. Fred Balbone. Yeah. Who, who was your boss. Fred Zanavoni was my mentor in this industry, even when I was with other companies. I've known Fred longer than the Fuentes did. I used to kid Fred that he was the only one I knew that was alive when the Red Sox last won a World Series. Right, in right. He was like six months old. Fred, Fred died at what age? Fred, late 80s. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. He wasn't quite 90. So are we seeing a trend here of guys who smoke cigars that live long lives? It, Kind of looks that way. Geez, uh, I, I wonder what that's all about. Maybe, maybe there's can't be that bad for you. Maybe can't be that bad for you. Maybe, maybe it's thing. actually good for you, and we we know that to it's, be true. It's a stress relief. It is a stress relief, no and, it, and within moderation, relieving stress is a good thing. And, and you're not you, uh, smoking enough where it can be bad for your health if you're smoking constantly. And anything's bad for you if you do it, you know, uh, constantly. I have to tell you a, a public service commercial I saw on television this morning. From, it was from New Hampshire, and it was one department in New Hampshire that was encouraging their people not to smoke and to give up smoking. And one of the people that did it had to weigh 400 pounds. No kidding. In the commercial, I just looked at him and said, this poor guy's got more issues than smoking. Right. <laughs> Pick up a cigarette. Maybe you'll, be, uh, maybe you'll lose a couple pounds. Right. <laughs> but no, the legislative stuff has been tough, though. I enjoy it. My company has been very good about the amount of time I've taken off to go up to the state house. And a few of the retailers, including Dave, and we spend a lot of time up there. But, you know, life is about relationships, and it's the same thing at the State House. The more they see us up there, I mean, they, they come over to us and say, hey, how you doing? They were, or yeah. I'll be at a fundraiser for a, gov- a gubernatorial candidate like John Stephen, and a couple of the reps will come over because we're becoming known up there. And as long as you show them the proper respect in this state, they listen. Now, Dave and I came from another state. And you know what it was like trying to go uh, to the state house and talk to anybody. It was impossible, and it forced me to have to give up on that state. It was impossible to deal with them. And um, they taxed us out of business, basically. 
and there's, there's some people that survive through it, but I'll tell you, I could see the writing on the wall living there my whole life, and I came up here, and the problem that happened up here in New Hampshire is along with me moving up here, a lot of other people moved up here running away from Massachusetts, but took the Massachusetts politics and political thoughts with them. That's the reason why we left. Right. And they, they bring it up here, and you have to sit with them and say, why did you leave? Well, you know, it was just getting too expensive to live up there and all. Yeah. And here you are looking to tax us to death up here, and that's not the answer. The answer is everybody knows that you have to spend less. Right. And it's that simple. Yeah. Don't tax us. Don't put us out of business. Keep us thriving. <laughs> I'll hire more people. Those people will spend more money. And it's a nice, nice circle that ends up happening with the money being spent. But and, made, when, and when they come to see the stores, when we were fighting for the cigar bar legislation, one of the tax and spend liberal Democrats came to your store in Seabrook. Yeah. And next thing you know, she was fully behind us on that effort. They, she was very surprised going into the <laughs> store, which they are. They, um, the ignorance out there, and even people driving around listening in the car, there's a two-hour show talking about cigars. How can it be? The, the cigar you know may be the cigar in the drugstore. <laughs> And you go into a drugstore and you see a little flavored cigar and, you know, a dollar for the cigar or something. That is not a premium cigar. It's a whole different thing. Please, even if you don't want to buy anything, go, go, into, go into a real cigar yeah. store. Go into a tobacconist. Go in there. Look around. You're going to be shocked. I know because when a politician's looking for, for some money or, or, or looking uh, to uh, add a tax to something, I always invite them to come into the store. Please come here. Uh, meet with me. If I'm going to make a donation to you, please come in the store and pick up the donation. And I walk them around and show them the guys sitting in the area. Where's all the kids? Yeah, there's, there's no kids. There's no kids that are interested at all to be here. And let me show you the different cigars at, at the prices that they're at. And it, this is, it's a whole different environment. And every time, without exception, they are shocked. Yeah. Let's, let's switch topics here for a second because we, we only got done for a limited time. And there's something we want to talk about. Don, one of the things that uh, you're most known for, J.C. Newman's most known for, is the Arturo Fuente line. And the Arturo Fuente line, thank you, uh, to, thanks to Carlito, ha- has gotten and enjoyed some enormous press and accolades. When um, Carlito first came out with Opus X, it was the first all-Dominican cigar. Correct. Prior to that, <clears throat> there was a strong belief that you could not grow wrapper in the Dominican Republic. And Carlito said, no, I can do it. And after many years, I mean many years of working and, and um, farming, he finally came out with tobacco that was good enough to make wrapper. And he released, I believe it was 1995 Opus X. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, with the, um, the release of Opus was X. Was that 95? 95. Because on the boxes, it was 92. Well, but I know it didn't come. I remember looking <laughs> at it at trade shows on the glass, and it just would never come out. I believe we released them. In the beginning of 95, because I started with the company in the middle of 94, and they were not out yet. They, they were no doubt in the aging rooms at that time. In the so you, you, you immediately kind of got into the hot seat, which is where I'm going with this. Yeah. You know, it, it, it became such a hot product. Everybody wanted it. And the, and the problem became what retailers had it, what retailers didn't have it. Re, everybody uh, who did have Arturo Fuente product didn't have all of the Arturo Fuente product. What, I mean, what do you say to that? What do you want the cigar smoker to know about the limited release of those products? Well, the, the first round of stores that was opened up on Arturo Fuente, Fuente, Fuente Opus X, were basically the older accounts, um, the people that had been around. And remember when Carlos Sr. Was, had a trunk full of curly heads going into stores, or Fred Zanaboni going into stores. Right. Please try my line. 
yeah. um, like L.J. Peretti in Boston. Right. You know, no question he was going to get it. Uh, David P. Ehrlich at the time on Tremont Street. Yep. There was no question he was going to get it. So they tried to go with the stores that were so-called nicer-looking stores, but the main thing was the loyalty to the Fuente family. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Take, take care of the ones that took care of you along the way. That's what we have tried to do. And so, but people have the perception that you are withholding product. Not you personally, but J.C. Newman being the distribution arm, okay? J.C. Newman was withholding product from certain people. No. What do you say to that? No, it didn't happen. No. When it came to Fuentes, there was, I don't know how many years we couldn't open up new accounts at all. Because we couldn't get enough cigars to supply the existing accounts. And... Yeah, there was warehouses in the Dominican that had a lot of cigars. But the one thing I learned in my first trip in the Dominican, being in an aging room, and we were out of short stories. And it was an aging room, huge room, with nothing but short stories in it, in bundles, not in boxes yet. And they had dates on them. And I said to Carlito, I said, well, it's January 10th right now, and this date says January 13th. Can't you release them now? Right. Will it be any different? He said, no, it will be the same cigar. But if I release it three days early this time, next time you're going to want it seven days early. Right. Next time, 10 days early. And sooner or later, it won't be the same cigar. Right. His goal is to make the cigar at least as good as the last time you smoked it, if not better. And I'll tell you, that's hard to do. Particularly when everybody's clamoring for it. Right. 1995, that's when you couldn't get cigars from anybody. Right. And the the thing that brought Fuente, and and it's going to be on the short story, the 858, never mind the Opus X, but on their regular lines of cigars, the popularity of the regular line of Fuente grew so unbelievable because that cigar truly outshined everything else. Because it stayed consistently good. Everything else was just being rushed out. And this is what we want people to know. It's not about trying to be difficult or or trying to be a a jerk or limit supply or anything like that. It was, this is all we have. We're going to keep quality at a certain level. We're not willing to compromise that. In order to do that, we just can't release product as fast as you want it. When I started with the company, there were two rollers on short stories. Two two guys who rolled short stories. And they were told to roll 75 a day. No more. Which, incidentally, that's like... I don't know, a quarter of what they normally now, want them to produce. Could we say, yeah, you need to roll 100? And they could probably do it, but that's where mistakes start. Right. And every cigar in that line, whether it's a, a straight shape like a Churchill or an 858, they're told how many a day. And obviously that's why you look at the short story and say, why does this cost more than an 858? Well, if this guy's only going to make 75 cigars a day, you've got to pay him more than what you're paying the guy rolling curly hat. And it costs more because... That one person is producing 75 instead of 400. Right. Never rush the hands of time. That's, That's their, their statement that they used in their advertising even way back then. But that was another first. I mean, there was an odd cigar, the short story. Yeah. This little shot perfecto that I remember buying the line of Hemingway's. Right. And I took the line of Hemingway's with the exception of the short story. I said, I'm not taking that. The band was, was so close to the end of the cigar. This is usually when I smoke a cigar, I get near close to the band and it's you, over. Yeah, you, yeah. How long was this going to last? Well, the amazing thing of how that cigar was rolled was that cigar took 30 to 45 minutes to, to smoke. smoke that little thing. I know. Because of the way that it was, it was constructed. I was with the other company at the time, and when I first saw the short story, it was actually in the mall here in Salem, New Hampshire. And I looked at it and said, they're out of their mind. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could add some stock in that yeah. particular so side. The short story is of the Hemingway line. Right. And this is 
this is interesting. The Hemingway line obviously being after Ernest Hemingway. How did that whole thing start? You know, that I'm not really 100% sure on, and there was some legal ramifications in the name. Um, so I, I really don't know. But, but, so, but, they, that they came, but Hemingway was a cigar smoker. Right. Okay, Ernest Hemingway was a cigar smoker, and Fuente came out with a line of cigars. They're all Cameroon, right? Yes, sir. They're all Cameroon, and they're all some reference to books. We have the short story. We have the work of art, right? We have the bestseller. bestseller. We have uh, the classic. Untold story. Untold story. What else? Signature. Signature. Yeah. Am I missing any? Oh, there's a lot of oddball stuff out there. That's another thing. Oh, what's the huge Talk one? about being the first or something. Huh? BBMF. Right. Well, no, I'm the masterpiece. That's right. The masterpiece. The masterpiece is the... Which, which, yeah, between, between the, the lines. lines. I mean, there's a lot of really exclusive, hard-to-get little cigars in that line. Right. I'll tell you an interesting fact about this. What? The short story does not say Hemingway on That's it. That's correct. Real? It's not it part of the not. Hemingway line? It is not on my Hemingway price sheet. Why? Again, there was some legality issues going on with the name Hemingway. So the classic, the signature, and the masterpiece. A Hemingway. A Hemingway. And this is not a Hemingway. According to the price right. sheet. But it's made the same way. It's that exclusive yeah, Cameroon I, wrapper. Yeah, this it's guy. interesting. Yeah. I, 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 never, I never heard the final story of what, yeah. what the reason was, but I, there was something there. And this is not part of the Hemingway series on price sheets, on everything. Right. But everybody assumes it is. You know, it looks like it. It quacks like a duck. It looks like a duck. <laughs> that it must be a duck. Right. <laughs> is it, it's my perception that it's a little bit easier now to acquire some of that stuff. Is that just because I'm privileged to be here at Dave's store? or? Well, it's because you and Dave are, you know, pretty close. I mean, again, I said we, we take care of stores that take care of us. Right. And I'm sure most good retailers take care of the consumers who take care of them. Right. That's how it works. I mean, in this state, consumers are very fortunate. You've got about 25 great stores. That You've bought a whole box of Hemingways in your, of, of Opus in your life, right? I, I have. The, a few. Let me tell you. There's, in, you know, I have three stores. I've been around for 25 years. I can count on one hand how many people I've sold an entire box of Opus X to right. on, on one hand. Thank you. I, didn't, right. hear, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Actually, when I first met you, I think it was a sun grown. What was it that it was? When I first met you in the back room, yeah. it was about there was a sun grown that had been released that you were, you had bugging me on that had just come out. Really, I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, I do. But the, I'm sure you're right. Well, and speaking of that, the future holds for Fuente. There is going to be a sun grown release. A very limited release. Oh man, I wish you hadn't brought this <laughs> <one> up. <laughs> of some signature classic and eight five eight sun growns. Really now. The only reason Hemingway I am, signature, sun-grown. Hemingway That's got to be good. The only reason I am mentioning it, it, it's orders that we will decide on at the show. I got three phone calls yesterday from stores that said, I just saw these cigars in New York. I said, how the hell did they get released? But then I realized that tomorrow the New York tax goes to 75%. Oh. And there is no floor tax. Right. So, so as a company, we made the decision to help out the New York retailers. That's nice. By shipping yeah. them extra But you know what? Product. That's classy. That's classy. And we've do done that. it the other way. When California lowered their tax, actually, on July 1st, we had some items that ended June 30th. But we allowed the California retailers to purchase it 
after yeah. July 1st so they could pay a lower tax to Connecticut. Wow. So that's you talk about taking care of retailers. And thinking about it. Yeah. Even thinking about and the three the retailers that I talked to yesterday, they said, I totally understand why you did it. And we would do it, you know, for you. Right. That's, that's pretty classy. Hopefully so that won't happen in this state. The, the biggest thing I want my uh, – we want our listeners to know, because there's this perception that, uh, you know, the Fuente line is is being controlled and released um, in a – in a marketing fashion to try and create buzz. That's not the case at all. It's just a matter of we can only produce so much product. We're going to take care of the retailers that have been with us the longest and ship them, and, well, and that's what we can do. Well, during the boom, ask Dave how many cigars he bought from other retailers at 50 cents a stick Right. because people were rushing stuff to market. I used to say they were rolled Monday, aged Tuesday, and shipped on Wednesday. We so will, true. We will they were not awful. Do that. And we say now that we have the best cigars in my 25-year career. Absolutely. These no. are the best cigars from everybody yeah, from that's everybody. ever been produced. No People question. are taking their time. They're doing it the right way, or else they're going to be gobbled up by companies like yours that are doing it the right way because you have product available. Yeah. Well, i got to tell you, Don, I'm, I'm really, really grateful that you were here on the show today. Thank you very, very much. Happy for birthday Happy to you. Happy 63rd oh, thank, birthday oh, to you. Thank Happy you very birthday. Much. I'll thank be here for my 93rd birthday. Too, <laughs> <right>. Promise? <laughs> That'll be, be awesome. We'll have you on the show. I'll have oatmeal. All right, so we're going to come back. We're going to eat a little bit. We're going to smoke a little bit more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. 
Call ownahome and centralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahome and centralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, 321-443-4028. And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlick's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family-owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Live from a cigar store near you, it's the Cigar Authority with your host, Tommy Grella. Okay, folks, the guy in front of you is Tommy. Tommy is a Scorpio. He likes biking and he's never been laid. Chuck Morrison. He's a really nice guy, you know, but I'm pretty sure that he is a serial murderer. <laughs> and the worldwide authority on everything cigar. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. David Garoppolo. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. This is the Cigar Authority. As we uh, said, we are the Cigar Authority, and next week we go on live, and the phones will be ringing. Yeah. Because right now, the only place we're live is on Ustream and, uh, well, yeah, Ustream and uh, CigarAuthority.com. Right. So next week, it's going to be the four radio stations, which uh, we'll quickly uh, run down with you. In Boston, Massachusetts, WWZN, 1510 The Zone. In Providence, Rhode Island, it's Positive Energy, WARL, 1320 AM. In Nashua, New Hampshire, ESPN, ESPN Radio, WGAM, that's 12.50 a.m. And in Manchester, New Hampshire, the game, WGHM 900. Yep. So we all go live next week at our new time, which will be 12 noon to 2 o'clock, live on everything at the same time. Yeah, and uh, we got a little nosh here. We got a little manja. A L- little something to eat. Beautiful. Yeah. So uh, our, our friends over there in uh, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WARL, you guys are familiar with a little place called Venda Ravioli. Oh, this is the place. Okay. Let me tell you. Venda Ravioli, like, is, is the quintessential Italian delicatessen. Now, we, 
after the show last week, yeah. we went with Pete Johnson, and we had what was supposedly the greatest ravioli in the world. Well, we had the great Cuban, Cuban sandwich. No, no, at dinner that night. Oh, we had a good, yeah, they were from Vendor Ravioli. Oh, okay, because I remember, I was going to say, you told me the other ravioli was the greatest no, ravioli. No, no, Vendor Ravioli makes that ravioli that's the Salvatore's restaurant in Boston and in uh, Lawrence. They yes. use Vendor Ravioli ravioli. Okay, because it was sensational. Because it's the best, yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> so I, I was at Vendor a couple of weeks ago, and they made this dish, and I was just blown away, so I recreated it for you. Okay, we got moulinian. <laughs> a little moulinian. Stuffed eggplant. And it's stuffed with fire-roasted tomatoes and pieces of meatball. you do that. <laughs> You're stuffing. If you can see on the TV here, I mean, I have a little baby eggplant yeah, right here. Yeah, that's what it is, a baby it looks like a, It looks like a baked potato, with yeah. a, but it's an eggplant. Yeah. And you stuffed it with? With cut-up meatballs and fire-roasted tomatoes, then a little fresh mozzarella melted on top. And you've had it at that place. I had it at Vendor Ravioli. I was blown away. I said, i got to make this dish. So did you have you tried it yet? Since I made it? Yeah. No, because I made it for us. Here we are. We're eating it now. All right, this is it. This is very interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. Give it a give it a little taste. All right. Wanna get a little little, little, oh, yeah. little of everything on this. This is these is the finest things in life, let me tell you right here. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Wow. Not bad, huh? Wow. It's like I know what I'm doing. So I had this at Vendor Ravioli. They have a little restaurant. In you, end up, you end up asking them, how did you do this? Or you order it, you try it, and then you try to create it yourself? Or yeah. You, or you go right in and ask. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. You can tell what's in there for the most part, you know? Isn't so, this interesting? Nice yeah. crunch to it because it's... Because uh, the eggplant. Yeah. The, egg, ba- the baby eggplant are sweeter. They're, they're a little bit nicer. So, mm. yeah, it was such a great dish. I was, I was just really blown away. So I said, geez, I'm going to make this for us. What do you call it? Uh, stuffed eggplant. Yeah, but... <laughs> not what you would imagine stuffed eggplant really an eggplant stuffed yeah it is what it is yeah it is what it is so uh i went there and, and i and i had oh. this dish oh. I, <laughs> this this place it's like it's like a deli okay it's like a big deli and a little market and they sell fresh pastas and olive oils and cheeses and meats but also they have tables in there and they have a little kitchen in the back and they cook and it is the greatest authentic real italian food it's Phenomenal little place. If you're my friends in Providence, if you haven't been there, go there. It's in Federal Hill on Atwell's Ave. It's called Venda Ravioli. I'm going. Yeah. Oh, forget it. I mean, this place is unbelievable. I ate the ravioli last week, and there's a place I like in Revere. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I'm like, ah, get the ravioli. You're like the the best ever. And I'm like, ah, you know, I got a place, and I tried the Venda Ravioli. It was outstanding. Outstanding, isn't it? They make great ravioli. So, you know, there's enough cheese inside. Sometimes you get them, they're, they're so hollow, there's nothing to them, there's a taste of cheese. Yeah. This thing was packed. Yeah, packed with real cheese. I mean, all the pasta there is handmade. All the raviolis are handmade. They're famous. Great little place. And like I said, I had this dish there, and I was absolutely blown away. So I said, I have to make that for us on the Cigar Authority. So do you cook the meatball, then put it in there? or do you? Yeah, yeah? I made meatballs. You know, hey, I, no, nothing is too much for my friend Dave. Thank huh? you. Make meatballs, make sauce. Then I got to make the stuffed eggplants after that. And roasted peppers. There's a talk about a flavor bomb. We were just smoking yeah. a cigar and saying there's so much going on with flavor in this. Holy God! <laughs> there's so much going on with this. Yeah, it's good. Good stuff. I love cigars, but truth be told, food is my passion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't take know one look at well. you. No one can figure it out. I know. It's, 
<laughs> oh, well. All right. I hate to put this um, brick house down, but I'll tell you, the brick house is longer than an hour smoke. It is. It's going to take you a long time to smoke that cigar for five ninety nine. So let me tell you, by the hour, I mean the cigar is unbelievably oh, low yeah, price. Oh, yeah, for the price? Yeah. It's absolutely. A lot of tobacco. And a lot of times cigars are less filled. We, we would say sometimes underfilled. underfilled. Yeah, okay, not this. And so even a long, thick cigar, you can smoke quickly if it's not packed tight. This brick house is so firmly packed, but yet draws easily. But it's got so much tobacco in it, it just takes forever to smoke. I'd say it's an hour and a half cigar for $5.95. Yeah, you can't beat it. You really can't. Well, here's a new cigar from, from Fuente that I'm loving right now. It's not going to be my first time. It may be your first time. It is my first time smoking right. it. This is really, really. Notice that the head is very flat. Yeah. It's a flat top head on it. Yeah. Which is pretty unique. The band is different. It's a little more gold and a little more shiny than it used to be. And it's a new line for them. And uh, Rosado Gran Reserva. It says on it. Yeah, and it's uh, the, this, this particular one is the Magnum 52, meaning 52 ring gauge. Right. Uh, a little bit pressed. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, just box press, meaning... It looks uh, Cuban-esque for that reason. The little press to it, the flat head. Well, if you notice, you got a triple cap the brown on the top wrapper. of it. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, very Cuban-esque, not very Fuente-ish. No. If you look at the head, at least, you know, take the band off it. I wouldn't say it was a Fuente by any means. No. I would, I would think that this is Cuban. I mean, it looks like it's just very, very well made. Um, the wrapper on the um, Brick House, that was a Sobito wrapper. Sobito wrapper, which is unique to that specific cigar. Yeah. This is Rosado in color. What is the wrapper on this? Do you know? No. But this is made by Fuente and, yeah. and the regular Fuente line, but it's called the Rosado Gran Reserva is what it's referred to. And they make several different sizes of this cigar. Yep. This particular one, which is the Magnum 52, 52 ring gauge, maybe five and a half. What's the price? Six eighty nine. That's very, very reasonable. Very reasonable. So let's give it a try. Uh, as I said, I have tried the cigar before. Past the cutter over. I need a palio. They're throwing them at me. They're coming from every direction. Thank you. Wow. Instant spice. Instant spice as soon as I light this thing. What flavor? T- tastes like egg stuffed eggplant. <laughs> 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 On the initial I got a new name for this dish, by the way. We'll call it the stuffed Gary Coleman. Yeah, <laughs> back, back to that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gary Coleman. He's such a nice guy. If you've been listening to the show as we've been going on since the day of the passing of Gary Coleman, every short Maduro cigar, everything has been getting the Gary Coleman name. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. He's awesome. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. This, so, is a, this is a hell of a cigar. So they, they haven't come out with anything as far as a line of cigars. I don't know when the last time they did before this. Yeah, well, we were just talking about that because Fuente is really already at the peak of production. How is it they can supply what they already have a huge demand for and come out with a new cigar on top of that? I I haven't been there in years. Uh, I go to the Dominican Republic a lot and uh, because it's not going to do me any good, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, I get what I can get. Right. Uh, So I haven't seen it in quite a few years uh, of what's going on there and 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 if they're in the growing stages or, or what it is, but... Well, you know, just so people understand, when you, 
when you purchase cigars as a retailer, you go to whoever, let's say Davidoff, and as you run out of boxes that you've sold, you replenish and you give them a list. You say, I need so many boxes of this, so many boxes of that. With Fuente, you pretty much have a running order of almost yeah. everything. You get what you can get. I mean, it's, it's been better uh, as years went on, as we talked about in 95. Forget about it. I mean, you, uh, demand was so much more than the supply was. We're still not there. We don't get everything we need from it, but it, it's better. It's not it's, awful uh, that, um, you know, we'd have lists, rating lists of stuff. And uh, to be honest with you, the mo- most customers, you know, I talked about I, I, I let you buy a box of cigars once. You did. Let you buy yeah. a box of Opus. You know, it's funny you should say that, but that's true. I mean, because most people put the boxes of Opus out and say limit one or two per customer. You had to. Because that's all you can get, and you want to try and get some to all your customers, and, right? And it was true that that cigar would come out, and there'd be a whole list of people, and you'd call them up and, and not even say, I'll put it aside for you. If you want to come down, because we're going to start fighting with customers in about eight hours. Right. You know, and that's what ended up happening. It was a tough, tough situation when the demand was so much higher than, than production. They've grown in production and uh, it, it got better, and it's not as, as awful as it used to be. Short story was another one. I mean, never, you, you never get it. So, but, you know, when you used to call, and you, like you said, there was a list of us who you knew we loved opuses, and you you taking care of your customers, you'd call us and say the opuses came in. I try to do really, you know, and, and there was no discussion with everybody of this is how you do it, but it's rule of reciprocity. I mean, you try to give back to the people that give to you. Right. So you try to automatically take care of the good customers and, you know, somebody else would come in that you never saw before because they'd be jumping from store to store. Hey, when they come Just in, can you put a box of Opus aside for me? i got hundreds of thousands of customers that, right. that are regular customers here every day, and i got to take care of them first. Right. If you're lucky to come in on that day, you're lucky to come in. The interesting thing is, is how they shipped. They would ship a territory at a time. They still do, I think. The, the Opus come in, and it takes care of a territory. So <laughs> as much as... I, I've been feeling like the Cigar Authority my, my whole cigar career, that I know what's going on in the cigar world. I right. mean, I, my ears are to the ground. I'm paying attention to everything that goes on in the world of cigars, with the exception of what happens to Fuente. A lot of times my customers would come in and tell me when I'm going to get my order, uh, when the next thing is coming out. Do you know this is coming out? And I'm be like, I have no idea. And I'd, I'd, I'd talk to Dawn and come in, and he didn't even know. But it went... The consumer level ended up finding out, uh, you know, they have a um, website called the Cigar Family. Yeah. And it was probably another first. They were probably the first ones to put a uh, blog out there that uh, with guys talking about cigars. And they talk about every cigar on there, not just Fuente products. No, they do. Mostly Cuban and Fuentes, though, is what they like. And the Cigar Family, you know, in the world of blogs, the Cigar Family blog is one of the most renowned cigar blogs out there. And I'll give you a little secret for those of you who want to start on the Cigar Family. Might I suggest you try not to push product. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay, because they will beat you up. Yeah. And there's a... They're a rough bunch, I'll and, tell you. And about the, my... It's not run by, by J.C. Newman, although the, the website is their website. Um, these, are, these are actual users who J.C. Newman has no control over. Yeah. And when you get onto their blog, you, you're assigned a number. 
Okay? Well, the little thing in the know on the Cigar Family website is if your number is lower, you have more credibility. Sure, you've been around. Because you've been around for a longer period of time. I, and so I, if you try and get on there and say, oh, I love the new CAO, you're going to get about 27,000 messages yeah. trashing you. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not a Fuente product and it's not a, a Cuban product. They're very territorial. You know, every year we come out with the Cigar of the Year. This year, the Cigar of the Year was going to be Brickhouse. This is in advance. We, we announce it on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. So in January, I take my normal trip that I always do down to Florida. I see all the manufacturers, and I get the plaque with me. And, and if it's somebody in that area, that's when I drop it off personally to them. Oh, that's nice. Maybe a week before this thing is going to get announced. Yeah. So I went down there, and I dropped it off uh, uh, to uh, Bobby and Eric Newman, and we took some pictures and um, – you know, we were talking shop and stuff, and he said, uh, geez, you should uh, let the people know on the website, you know, when you do this. Right. And I said, I definitely will. And uh, I'm, I'm going to wait until uh, Super Bowl Sunday because that's when I do it. So the night before Super Bowl Sunday, uh, which was the Saturday, I went onto the website and I said, hey, guys, you might be really interested in what I have to say. Tomorrow I'm going to make an announcement for the Cigar of the Year. Here's where I'm going to end up doing it, and I'll let you guys know first. Well, I thought I committed, I killed somebody or something. Oh, yeah, you're they a retailer. They trashed me. Yeah. Who are you yeah. trying to uh, sell your stuff? And, and the next day I come out, and I, you know, I said I was going to do it, so I did it. But let me tell you, it was 10 o'clock at night. I must have got, I think it was in excess of 100 people trashing me. Yeah. And there was a couple of nice guys out there that said, geez, I know Dave, because I said who I was and everything. I know Dave, and there's got to be a reason for this. So, like, I was doing something wrong. Right. There's got to be a reason. Right, because they think you're pushing the- product on a blog, which they don't want you to so do. So the next day I announced, and it's, and it's their brand, and that's why I did it. Right. And then some people came out, oh, I understand what he was doing, and uh, okay. But some people still, I don't care what he was doing. You know, again, my account number might have been one, two, three, four, five, you know, some high number. Yeah, that's part of the problem, too. I'm a guy, and I look at it all the time, and I have looked since day one of inception of it, but I'm one of those guys that just lurk in the background and read what's going on. Right. I don't participate because it's, it's consumers that are talking about it. So I sit back, I read, I learn. But this was one time I had something to say, so I thought I'd say it, and wow. Yeah, and, but you said it in a good light. You weren't selling products. Yes, which- I was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's how it appeared to be, and I got no apologies you know, there was no, jeez, uh, I'm sorry, I see what you're going to do. It was, it was hard trash. It, it was unbelievable. I mean, if, 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 if you're listening and you, and you want to actually see for yourself. Yeah, go, go on, on to the blog on the look, Cigar Family. Look, look at Cigar uh, of the Year 2009, and uh, you'll see them trash me, like, to no end. And um, this is the problem I have with people that do this, Internet um, bullies f- for the most part. Yeah. Who are these people? And, and, and since then, I've gone to a few consumer events looking to try to bump into some, into some of these guys that, you know, they don't have their real name. Right. And who they are and, you know, for, for trashing me to the, to the degree that they trash me. And there's one thing saying, hey, you're trying to do this, but, oh, this was bad. This was big. And, you know, I, I've talked to the Newman since that happened, and I got a phone call from them. Geez, I'm very, very sorry. I see what's going on there. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, no, they don't control it again. They just yeah. provide the website for the blog so that people can talk about cigars and stuff. But the, the Fuente geeks out there love Fuente product, and they're very, very um, loyal customer. And that's, that's a great thing. Sure. I, I would say to you, 
you know, it's good to be loyal to a product, but it's a, it's a passionate cigar. Passionate to a fault. Right, passionate to a fault. It's a cigar, guys. It's just like we say, this is like fine wine. This is like premium beers. Cigars should be enjoyed um, all, all different kinds from all different manufacturers from all different countries. Don't discriminate and say one's better than another or just smoke one thing. You're missing out. You're missing it. You're missing it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go to break. And we come back, we're going to tell you, we're going to go to Colorado. Yeah. We're going to smoke tons and tons of cigars while we're in Colorado with all the different manufacturers. The cigar authorities go on the road. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. And uh, it's unbelievable. They called us and asked us to come. All right. This makes us big. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. This is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three-bed, two-bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our... Tinelli, toll-free at 800-338-2549. Or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway. 321-443-4028. And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birth Brewing is the home of crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator, Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for 
anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food. No, cigars. Cigars, yeah, that makes sense. Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family-owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grillafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we're back with the Cigar Authority, 603-952-4519. That's 60 Easy Jail 19 if you want to call in. Next week, you're going to be calling in because we're going to be live on all the stations that are listening along with on the CigarAuthority.com. And, and we're, right now, we're smoking the Toro Fuente Rosado Gran Reserva, the second cigar of the day. We started out with the Brick House Mighty Mighty, which is uh, the new 60 Ring Gauge Brick House, which is a fantastic cigar, last year's Cigar of the Year. And uh, like I said, now we're smoking the brand new Rosado Grand Reserva by Arturo Fuente. My initial reaction was it's Cuban-esque. Yeah. And as I'm smoking it, I'm going to tell you again, it's Cuban-esque. This is old school right here. This you is know old what? school. You want to know why? It even has a little bit of a tight draw. Really? I'm getting a little bit of a tight draw on this. I love the flavor. It is good. It's very, very good. Chuck was just asking me, is this mild, medium, or full to me? And I said medium. And as, as I'm smoking, it's getting a little, a little more strong body. Yeah. It's building in strength. It does have a nice nose to it. Mm. Yeah. It's very, very different, though, than the Brick House. And that's one of the things I like about Newman and what's New- what Newman's done with the lines. They really have the gamut. Oh, yeah. Okay? From Diamond Crown to... Um, to Regular Fuente line, and then there's the Cameroon wrappers in uh, the Don Carlos, the Hemingway line. You've got the really strong stuff in Opus X. How about um, the, the, uh, what, which was once a bundled cigar, La Unica. Now they, they have it in a box. But La Unica, in its early days for me, in the late 80s, that cigar was the number one selling bundled cigar in the world. Oh, wow. That thing sold unbelievable. They didn't have a band on it. It was a bundle cigar. It was it was pretty valued price at the time. During the cigar boom, the, the, the price of Connecticut Shade, which was, is their um, signature on that cigar, yeah. uh, became more expensive, and the cigar went up, and it, they went into a box, and it became more, more of a pricey cigar. But still, in today's market, you're looking at, at a $6 cigar, and another great value, underappreciated, under, underlooked-at cigar. Every time I go to one of those, I'm shocked yeah. at that cigar. If, let's say you're an Ashton smoker. Yeah. Try La Unica. For half the price. Really? You're going to be pleasantly surprised. And because it was in bundles, that's the only way we sold that cigar. We never opened it up a single cigar. So I would forget about it. You know, we'd, we'd always sell it and sell well. But until it ended up coming in a box and opened up in our store to grab a single, every time I end up grabbing a single of Lunica, I'm shocked. I, I forget about the cigar all the time, and it's really something. I haven't smoked one in a long time. I'm going to have to pick one up to see. You will see be shocked. Ta- you will be shocked. But you underappreciated know, cigar. When, you know, sometimes cigars are like, like rock bands, okay? Like you, you hear, um, I don't know, for example, uh, a Bon Jovi song, 
even if you've never heard the song before, you go, oh, yeah, that's Bon Jovi. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or whoever. Davidoff, you, you smoke a Davidoff, you go, oh, yeah, that's a Davidoff. Or, or anything that they, that they make out of that factory. You I smoke J.C. Newman? You don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's totally like the, the gamut. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's everything. So if J.C. Newman's, again, a great company, and we want to support cigars in the cigar world. Look, they're the oldest manufacturer and importer of cigars in this country. Right. They're on the fifth generation. They're a real cigar company. They're a good company. And good we, people. We want to support people like that. If you, if you have an opportunity, go into your cigar retailer and say, hey, where are your J.C. Newman products? Where's your J.C. Newman case? And check out things other than Fuente. Check out the Brick House. Check out La Unica. Diamond Crown, which a lot of people uh, don't know. What yeah. an awesome cigar that is. That's a pricey cigar, but well worth it. Pricey, elegant. That's a celebratory cigar. Yeah, elegant, beautiful cigar. And it's kind of lost its glamour and glitz a little bit because it was released so long ago. People have kind of forgotten about Diamond Crown. Reacquaint yourself with it. Right, right. What a great stick that is. Uh, I'd like to mention um, where we're going to be in Colorado when we go there. And it's going to be August 29th. August August 28th, we're going to do a show live from here. Which, yeah. is, which is the Saturday. Right. August 29th, we're going to do the following week's show from Colorado. So we're going to leave from here as soon as the show is over. Yeah. Jump on a plane, go down there. Chuck's coming with us. Nice. nice. We're going to do the show. It's, it's a consumer show, Cigar Friendly, which is a uh, chain of cigar stores in the middle of the country. And I believe there's uh, four or five hundred of these stores. Really? And, we're, and it's called the first annual Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. Right. Okay, go ahead. August 29th, and it's a one-day affair, and it, it's going to be like a big smoke type of thing that uh, for consumers. They're going to go there. Big smoke is what Cigar, what, um, cigar Aficionado does. Uh, which well, look, I'm here on the website, and if you don't mind me saying, sure. they, they're gonna, uh, you're going to sample beers, spirits, wine from all over the Colorado uh, region. You're going to enjoy a buffet from uh, Colorado's Best Beef Company. You're gonna, they're going to have a putting contest, a long ash competition. You're going to get to speak with manufacturers from all over the world. They're going to have a guest Hall of Famer, Randy the Manster White, and Joe Ganascoli, who is Vito from the Soprano family, is going to be there. So this is a big event. I mean, they're really pulling out all the stops, and they're bringing us down, too. Which makes it all the much bigger. Because we are yeah. the <laughs> Cigar, Cigar Authority. Authority. Yeah. Oh, and Don's making a little comment here behind the scenes, <laughs> suggesting that bigger means that we're fat. Yeah, thanks, Don. Which is true. Wade has everything to do with this. <laughs> That's thing. right. We're a big deal. Speaking of which, they better put us on a first-class seat. What, what do you think? I'm going to squeeze my fat rear end and tell these people. I Whatever. Don't, I don't know. We'll call them as soon as the show is over. We'll give them a call. It looks like about 2,000 people are going to be there. The tickets are running from 100... Uh, to 150, 150 for a VIP ticket. Which why would you not go VIP if you I, could? Yeah, I mean, if you go VIP, you get an additional five cigars. Who knows how much that is? But fifty bucks for five cigars, and you're going to be introduced to the CEO and the key decision makers of many of the cigar companies. You're going to get to ask them questions privately. There's going to be complimentary appetizers, special drink bar in a red carpet area. Um, and uh, many ex- other extra perks for uh, the VIP lounge as well. I mean, that's th- this seems like this is going to be a big deal. We're going to the first annual Rocky Mountain Cigar um, festival, festival, but I think it's going to this is going to be many many years to come. Oh, sure. The all you can eat buffet from Colorado's best beef company. What do we know about? We like beef. We like beef. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get our money's worth right there. Oh, they're going to kick us out. Right. You leave now. <laughs> You, you eat too home. much. You go now. 
Remember that joke? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was – who was that? Uh, Sam Panetta, uh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. No, uh, Panetta. Yeah, his his brother actually is a customer here. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Oh, no yeah. kidding. And he's a funny, funny guy. Is he, yeah? Yeah. So it must run in the family or whatever. But they're, they're local uh, New England guys over here. So we're looking forward to that, going down there. I've never been to Colorado. You ever been to Colorado? No, I don't think I have. The, I've been the Rocky I've, Mountains. No, I've I've been that that John Denver. He was full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, name a few altitude spirits are going to be there. Colorado Pure Distilling, uh, Downslope Distilling, Twisted Pine Brewing Company, Grand Lake Brewing Company, Roadhouse Spirits, ton of brewers. Uh, Hammer and Sickle Vodka is going to be there. Oh, Hammer and Sickle they make cigars as well. But uh, Hammer and Sickle Vodka is oh, going to be sure. there. Our friend Eric Hansen. I hope he's going to be there personally. Flying Dog Brewery. Uh, this is going to be an awesome event. So we're doing, um, we're going to tape uh, Cigar Authority for the following week, and we'll do the show straight through, two straight hours. We'll tape it, and uh, you guys get back on the plane after it's over, fly back, put the show together. I'm staying for a few days. Oh, really? Because after that, they're having a conference of cigar stores from that area, but I asked if I can stay. Yeah. And uh, they're going to teach them about cigars or whatever's going to go on. And then the following day after that is going to be all the cigar stores in that area are going to come down, and it's a, like a, tr- a mini trade show. Yeah. I don't know how many. It sounds like it's actually going to be pretty big. Yeah. But they're going to go down there, and um, all the manufacturers will be there. I'll bring a microphone with me. I'll tape whatever I can tape and find out uh, information. This is going to be after our big uh, IPCPR trade show. Oh. But, you know, at that point... People are going to be making changes, decisions, and things are going to be happening. And Hey, if there's something to be found out, I'm going to walk around. I don't want to miss anything. Oh, and we want to tell you guys, too. I mean, we're right. the Cigar Authority. We're here to help you guys understand what's going on in the industry. What better way to do that than to be part of the first annual Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival? I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't, that's going to be cool. And the coolest thing is they called us. Well, we're, we're kind of a big deal. Yeah, but <laughs> in, in, in Colorado, I was amazed. That they called us and asked us, and I jumped at it, and I said, this is unbelievable, and yes, we're coming, and uh, now I want to do this stuff all the time. As long as we can smoke, we'll go anywhere. We can't go back to the studios. No, because we can't smoke cigars in the studio. Right. So why is this show always out there, as I said at the beginning of the show? Because we can't smoke anywhere but a cigar store. We could actually go outside someday. Maybe go by the pool and cook. Well, you know who's up. invited us to do a show live is Salvatore's Restaurant. Out on the deck. Yeah. We can do that. And we can have food brought right to us as much as we want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Set it up. All right. We Let's can do, do it. it. We can do it, right? All, all we need is a phone line, baby. All we need is a phone line. All right. So we'll do one there as well. Good. What do you think of the cigar? I love this cigar. And it's $6 and change, another great value. This is value today. This says a lot about Fuente and what Fuente's trying to do because that they could easily just charge 10 bucks for it on their name alone. And it would sell anyway. And it would sell anyway. It, it really has no impact on whether or not the cigar is going to sell because Atoro Fuente has that kind of name. And I'll tell you a story. I had the pleasure of going to uh, Avo Uvesian's 80th birthday party in the Dominican Republic. Yes, you did. Okay? And he has celebrations all over the country. He does different parties leading up to his birthday. But then he has his official, he had a big official birthday party, especially for his 80th in the Dominican Republic. And everybody in the cigar world in the DR was there. And Carlito Fuente was there. It was the first time I got to meet him. Oh, really? Okay. And you know what I did? And I, and I encourage you all to do this as well to, to the cigar guys. I thanked him. You want to yeah. know why? Because he is helping us keep our world. By, by keeping his craft 
and honing it, okay, and supporting cigars. He's supporting and keeping this art alive. And I thanked him for that. He got a little teary-eyed and gave me a hug. Well, he raised the bar. He did raise the bar. And that's what ended up happening. When, when crappy cigars were coming out, he made them even better, and everybody had to play to his game or else go out of business. You, you gotta, he, I know that the, the word is he's a little eccentric. Okay? You, hear, you heard it here first. He's a little eccentric, but he is passionate about making great cigars. Who else takes 10 years of their lives to create a cigar? It took 10 years to create Opus X before, no, no, it's not quite right yet. No, 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 it's not quite right yet. He and his dad kept smoking stuff and smoking stuff. No, I don't have it right yet. I'm going to plant another crop, plant another crop. 10 years goes by. He says, I think I got it. Everybody said not only uh, he was crazy to do it, that it was impossible to happen. You know, well, is, is it impossible could, to grow wrapper in the right. Dominican Republic? Couldn't That's make, what they thought. Couldn't make that cigar. Now there's, there's a handful of cigars out there using... Dominican. 100% Dominican. Right. La Aurora. Yep. Cien Años, the La Aurora 107 is pure Dominican yep. as well. Um, Lito Gomez is Davidoff stuff. now makes a pure Dominican cigar as well. Yep. Pure Dioro. Yep. So... It, 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 they were the first to do it. I mean, that's, that's really a big deal. You've got to give Carlito props for that. <sighs> Absolutely. Everybody does, no doubt about it. So not, uh, another thing I want to mention is, um, you know, we're going to that Colorado thing, but um, the, the Colorado um, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival is, is, a, is pretty much a copy of what, not even seeing it, but it seems to be what a copy of Cigar Aficionado's Big Smoke is. We talked right. about that. Right. And I've gone to the Big Smoke many times. Yeah. It used to have, happen here in Boston years ago. Now it seems to be uh, only two places they do it back and forth, which is Las Vegas and New York. And I've gone to New York with you a couple of times. That's we right. We up there ourselves. Yeah. And the last time I went, and I didn't go this year because the time before that when I did go, it was very, very smoky in a closed room. The people that were walking around cleaning up and stuff had surgical masks on. Um, they, they were unhappy to be there. They, they, they had to be completely sealed off from any hallway or anything. There was no open windows. There was nothing. I mean, and it was uh, a couple days before Thanksgiving, uh, which was the worst traffic day ever. Oh, yeah. Going back, it was a friggin' nightmare. Driving into Manhattan. Uh, going there and coming back, uh, the parking situation, everything, it, it turned what should have been a great, enjoyable time for me mm-hmm. into a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the year before last, the last time I went, I said, you know what, I think this is the last time I'm going to make this trip. Right. And you know what, I, I couldn't have been the only one to say that because they have decided finally oh. to not only change the location... Uh, from that hotel, but to actually change the date too, because that that we, that week is the heaviest traveled week, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. uh, Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. of all, and they're going to change it to December first. The Big Smoke will be uh, taking place at Pier ninety two, located at seven one one Twelfth Ave in Manhattan by Fifty Second Street on the West Side Highway, huh. which is going to be easier to park. Uh, much, much open and area. Much more accessible. And yeah. you're, that's kind of a, sh- a sh- she-she cool area in New York these days, too. That's so, a real cool area. And they used to do it on two different sessions. Yeah. So you, you'd go in for two hours, and they'd push you out, and then the next crew, which was waiting in the hallways, waiting to go in for the next two yeah, hours. Yeah, I remember that. This time it's going to be 6 to 9.30, three and a half hours, all at once. Because it's a much, much bigger location nice. to be able to handle it. It's going to be uh, area and, you know, you know, 
more friendly to the consumer that goes there. I'm looking Good. forward to it. I'm going this year. This yeah. will be the first year there, and I'm going to support them for making the move, and I'm all happy about that. So uh, uh, I don't know if we'll get any clout to be able to do uh, a show from there or anything, but God knows I'll try. That's, that's very cool. That's very cool. I'm excited about that. Um, what else is going in the cigar industry? Let me tell you, I had a couple of cigar good friends of mine or real cigar guys, come and visit me this week. They stayed in my house for, for three days, and we smoked our brains out. We smoked everything. All right? and so Smoking we'll, your brains out. And I can see that. It's pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, of course, much to the dismay of my wife, because she's like, get off the porch. You're stinking up the house. But we're on the porch smoking this whole time. My friend Dave is from uh, Bellingham, Washington. My friend Stacy is from Valdosta, Georgia. Yeah. Okay? And because they're in different parts of the country and they're real cigar guys, they're going on the vibe of what they have. Sure. So, you want, so I want to share with you what they're smoking. Okay. You know what Stacy's loving? Cane F. Very strong. Stacy's that, loving the strong stuff anyway. That's very serious. But he yeah. loves the Cane F. And the regular La Aurora line. Really? Leon, yeah. I haven't had that in a long, long time. The regular La Aurora line, and I was impressed. As a matter of fact, he you gave me it? one to smoke. I really liked it, and to thank me for staying at my house, he, he shipped me a bunch of them already. Wow. Yeah. Th- there's an old, old brand. Uh, La Aurora, that is the first company in the Dominican Republic. 1903, I believe it was, uh, because we know the 107, right? Right, right. 1903. Uh, La Aurora goes to the Dominican Republic and opens the first cigar factory ever. Um, before the cigar boom happened, I thought La Aurora was a great cigar, but I think I thought that they fell into the the cigar wasn't what it used to be because they were rushing it out or whatever it was. Right. And, uh, I'm going to have to try La Aurora, the regular straight line of it. It's been a long you know, time. I'll tell you, I was impressed. I'll, I'll give you one, and you can try it yourself. But in addition to that, I gave those guys a bunch of... I mean, we smoked everything. I can't believe how much stuff we smoked. You want to know what they loved? Nick Sticks. Talk Nick Sticks is getting the, the, the buzz, people. Yeah. You, and you heard it here first. You want to talk about the buzz in the cigar world? The two that they loved, Nick Sticks and Lito Gomez's Double Press. Another great, great uh, cigar for that kind of money. Yeah. And, and wait a minute. One more I, I can't not mention is they loved, they went crazy over Tatuaje. Well, they, they like the full body stuff. Over it. They like that full bodied stuff. N- not in the price range of the others. The La Aurora one, that's a low price cigar, or was last I saw. We, I, I don't, we don't even carry the regular line. I think it is a very low price yeah. cigar these days, but I've got to tell you, it was very, very impressive. So it's interesting to talk to guys in different parts of the country who don't necessarily see what we're seeing all the time. We're blessed because we have really an enormous cigar industry here in the Northeast. Well, Washington, to you. Washington State, their tax is outrageous. It is outrageous. So, you know, something like a Nick Sticks or something like that, which is an under $5 cigar, probably works. They probably pay close to $10 oh, yeah. for it. But, um, you know, they're not going to be able to – a $10 cigar that's close to 20 doesn't doesn't fly. No. You know? So uh, they have to look for things like that. Well, he's – that area in particular is like liberal – Liberal heaven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a liberal... Uh, or hell, yeah. now you want to look yeah. at that. If you're a liberal, that, that's a place you want to be, and, and they are anti-cigars, man. They are yeah. anti-cigars big time, and we need to try and keep that under check here in the country. Well, there's a lot going on uh, on the negative end. 
you know, I was in Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I went to uh, the Congressional Cigar Association. They have a uh, – these are the uh, people that work for the government, and they put this little group together, and they uh, – maybe a few times a year they get together on a rooftop. Yeah. And bring in a cigar manufacturer, yeah. and they have a glass of wine and a cigar and shake hands, and this is a little, uh, you know, during session or something. It's a little – thing to do at nighttime and just relax and, uh, you know, enjoy themselves for, for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was invited, being on the board of directors of the IPCPR, to go there, shake some hands, say hello, tell them our problems that we have, mm-hmm. which our problems have passed. You know, what is your problem right now? Well, our problem was the S-chip thing that already passed and right. it's all done, but everything's okay now. But I'm telling you, it hurt really bad. Yep. And if it happens again, it's, you know, probably destroy the industry. Right. Just to let you know, but... Right now, everything's okay, and we see nothing coming forward right now. But just letting you know, things are, things are tough uh, when you do something like that. Right. Oh, we understand, and we teach them a little bit about a premium cigar. They've done it three times before that. This was the fourth time they got together, and they have learned. They have got educated about premium cigars. Right. And now they're getting it, and that's why things are feeling much, much better when it comes to uh, politics uh, on the national level. But, of course, one of those rags out there decides that they want to beat up what they, what they saw. Yeah. And um, they, uh, somebody running against um, another congressional uh, member that was there um, decided to say they, they were there and they were taking free product from people, blah, oh. blah, blah. And it was a big handout, and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you, the, the person that was there that night was George Padron. And George Padron gave a Padron Laundress, a little teeny Padron, yeah. that is $4 and change. That, right. was, that was the cigar. Yeah, he didn't give out the anniversarios or anything nope, like that. because th- there was something about the cigar had to be $5. So this was $4 and change. This was the cigar they got. and got a glass of wine. Uh, there was people walking around with little hors d'oeuvres and stuff. Yeah. And that was it. There was not one seat. To what, you couldn't sit down. You had to stand up. And this was it. And let me tell you, it was, it was 100 degrees out. Yeah. But for a couple of hours, even though it was hot and everything, we, they, they went around and talked and had a glass of wine and a cigar. And, and if you call that a handout, let me tell you. Yeah, no kidding. But this is what they tried to do. And so they, so one, one person running accused another senator or representative of taking handouts because he took a $5 cigar. And this, 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 uh, nice. this rag that's there, the Huffington Post ends up putting a whole story out on it and try to bash this guy. They're trying to make a story into something that wasn't a story. And, it's crazy. And what a shame because the night was sensational, and I, I thought it was a giant step forward for our industry simply on education. We, right. we, we don't want to tell you a, a fake story or anything like that. We just want to show you the way it really is. Right. We get to do that. Everything seems to be good, and then somebody steps in and you know, rains on our parade and tries to say this, but the good news is they look ridiculous. You know, well, good. That's how it turned out. So they look ridiculous, and um, you know they said they're trying to buy votes, but they're not. Oh, please, buying votes with a five dollar cigar—that'll be the day. <laughs> no, that's it's ridiculous. In Washington, uh, just let you in on something. It's a lot more expensive than that. Um, but here, right here in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Attorney General uh, announced on Tuesday that his office has brought lawsuits against two tobacco stores, two tobacco retailers in the state. Calling them manufacturers. Yeah. Smoking Discounts and Tobacco Depot. 
uh, installed, if you've seen this out there, which are cigarette-making machines. You pour the cigarette tobacco into a machine, yeah. you press the button, and it um, shoots it into the tube that makes a cigarette. Now, when, this isn't a cigarette show or anything, but I'll tell you how crazy that this is getting. Um, they are suing these people because he alleges the violation is um, a they become a manufacturer. The Manufacturers Act. And um, the store alleges that they are selling pipe tobacco used for the cigarette machines is the other violation. And I do have a problem with that. And that problem is that cigarette tobacco people are now caught because of the taxation that's put on pipe tobacco. Right. They are starting to, that isn't on toba- pipe tobacco, it's on cigarette tobacco. They're starting to call this cigarette tobacco pipe tobacco so that they are beating the tax. And it's illegal to do, and they shouldn't do it, and they, they're going to ruin that for the, the, the poor, small, and talk about a small industry, the pipe tobacco industry. You're going to actually destroy the pipe tobacco industry because now they're going to tax the pipe tobacco like it's cigarette tobacco, and it's over at that point. Well, I don't, have, I don't actually have a big problem with uh, Michael Delaney, who's the attorney general who, who's, who's um, calling this out, who's calling, calling these machines making you a manufacturer. I have a problem with the retailers who aren't sticking to what it is they do. Be, it, a, be a cigar retailer. Don't, look, you know this and I know this. There are cigar retailers out there that have um, cigarette machines and, and making the cigarette machines, but in addition to that, they have drug paraphernalia. Okay, they yeah. sell they sell glass pipes, they sell hookahs, they sell bongs, which are obviously used for drug paraphernalia, obviously attractive to young people, and and this is what all of the legislators don't like. That's so right. if they don't like it, don't support it in your store. Right. Okay. Be a, c- a premium cigar store. Well, they do this because these these particular stores aren't tobacconists and aren't full blown cigar stores. Right. They're more convenience stores. Right. And. Let me tell you, the profit margin on this, I get the catalogs and stuff is sent to me. We don't carry any of it, but I see it. The profit margin is huge, and that's, and that's, that's the, the attraction. That's the attraction to them. And what I don't want to see is I don't want the premium cigar store or the, the, the pipe people, pipe tobacco people, to be destroyed because of things like right. this. Well, let's go to a positive note here for a second. Remember we were talking about Winston Churchill? Yeah, and here we go. Yeah. Winston Churchill. We were talking about Winston Churchill and some of the items that he had left uh, and how they were auctioned. And a lot of the things that are auctioned from him is things he keeps his cigars in or his cigars himself. And this was an item he kept the cigars in. Yeah. His false the, teeth. His false teeth. <laughs> his false teeth hit the auction block. And they oh, figured God. like six grand, 7000 bucks would be some, what someone paid for Winston Churchill's false teeth. Which were, incidentally, I think is cool, were made specifically to help cut down his lisp. Right. Which certain, is hilarious. Certain spaces put in there so he wouldn't lisp. So he wouldn't while lisp. While he was giving these great, so great speeches. this is the best. Someone paid $23,750 wow. for Winston Churchill's false teeth. <laughs> How hilarious is that? And unfortunately, it's an anonymous buyer, but I'd love to see where this ends up showing up, some restaurant <laughs> or something like that. Where, where is this going to... What are you thinking? $23,700 for a pair of false teeth you can't even use. Who was auctioning that off? That was in, in uh, Europe. Let's see. Like, Somewhere who owned the teeth? Who Great had Britain. those teeth? His dentist. Uh, auction house <laughs> in Aylsham. Okay. Uh, A-Y-L-S-H-A-M. It was the auction house in Aylsham, yeah. however you say that. And they, they thought uh, they, 
there, there were half smoked cigars, incidentally, that auctioned off for over six thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Oh, they were sold by Derek Cudlip. Okay. They were sold by the family of Derek Cudlip, the dentures. He was a <laughs> dental dental technician commissioned by Churchill to make them. Yeah. So his so his family owned those teeth and auctioned them off. Twenty three thousand seven fifty. Right. They probably had it sitting in the glass jar by the bed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. Amazing. Right. Unbelievable. So don't throw anything out. You never know. $23,750 for Winston Chisels false teeth. I had heard about that. I had no interest in that purchase. I do check these auctions all the time. There's things I'm interested in. Mm. That not being one of them. No. Absolutely not. Um, I'm looking forward to this IPCPR. We're a little over a week away. What do you think is going to be hot? Well, the we knew we know Padron came out with the cigar of the year for cigar aficionado this year was the Padron 46. Okay. Every year, going all the way to the Padron's 50th anniversary, a new one will be sent each year. Okay. Uh, last year was the first one, really, the 46 that they showed. There was a 45 that came out later on. Yeah. It was the Family Reserve. It's right. a long story. But last year was the first time I remember going over to his booth and, and seeing the cigar, and I said, wow, what's up with this? Well, this is the cigar we're going to put out, blah, 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 30 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I think you guys are the only one that's going to pull it off. The cigar becomes Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year. Really? And the new one's ready to come out. Really? So uh, I'll be looking forward to that. Now, IPCPR is the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retail Association. Thank you. So, so the people know. This it is used to big... be the RTDA, Retail Tobacco Dealers. But they wanted to separate and be premium tobacco. They needed to be premium, and they didn't like the name of dealers. Right. Like having the drug thought of right. dealers, too. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so ridiculous. You know, we but, are what we are. But the IPCPR is the biggest trade show for premium tobacco. Yes. And that's when all the manufacturers are there. And from around the world. From around the world. And the big buyers and the big, big retailers are out there trying to figure out what's new and placing orders for what they think is going to be hot for the upcoming year. And it's a guess. So what do you think is going to be hot? What well, are you going to be there buying? I'm certainly going to buy that because of the success it had this year. I bought, I bought it as soon as I saw it there. I said, you know what? It's probably the only cigar I'm going to buy at the $25, $30 range. Uh, but I know there's a few things coming out like that. Are you going to be buying? Are you going to continue the trend? Do you think like the $6 brick houses and the $4 Nick Sticks, do you think those are going to be the big ones? We've got one minute. Uh, I think they will be, and I'm hoping, as I said, I hope it's a copycat thing that, that people look at Brickhouse and not copy the look of it, but copy the price. Good quality cigars at the right price. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. Next week when we do the show, as soon as it gets over, I'm on a plane, and I'm going to New Orleans and go to the show. The following week, I'm going to still be there, but I'm going to call in and do the show with you nice. live. I'm going to be over there, and Chuck's going to make this thing happen. Yep, and we're nice. going to do the show from there. We'll see who I can get to sit beside me and, and talk with me over there. That's awesome. But I'll have all the information. But next week, we go on at 12 noon, live on all the radio stations, live. Everything's going to be there. Next week, I'm looking forward to it. The following week, it's all you, buddy. All right. Well, you got it. We had Brick House today. Um, love it. J.C. Newman, which we love. We had the new Rosado Grand Reserva from Arturo Fuente, which we love. And we're going to be back here live next week. We are the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Thank you.
Grella Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Mr. Jonathan, IsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are playing a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with the Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahomeincentralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number, and he's going to hate this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, 321 443 4028. And it's warm there, Charlie. White Birch Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy's all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about... Food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven. <laughs> 